Thank you for downloading this sermon. We hope you've been blessed by this ministry. If you'd like to give back, please invest in the future of Clearnote Church through our capital campaign, Faithful Through All Generations. To make a donation, visit clearnotebloomington.com slash give. Good evening. Would you please turn in your Bibles to Colossians 3? We're going to read from verse 15 to 17. Colossians 3, 15 to 17. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks through him to God the Father. Tonight is Thanksgiving Eve, and the purpose of this service is for us to witness together how God has blessed us in this past year as individuals and as a church, and to publicly give him glory for it. And what I hope to do from Scripture tonight is that what services like this do publicly on a large scale God commands to characterize and mark our lives day to day. Scripture is filled with commands to give thanks. Listen to these. Ephesians 5.4 And there must be no filthiness and silly talk, or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. Philippians 4.6 Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. Hebrews thirteen fifteen. Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. In our passage for tonight, we're told three times to be thankful. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So, what does it mean to be thankful? Here's a basic definition that I came up with. Thankfulness or gratitude is the proper heart response to God for who he is and for his kindness toward us. Thankfulness or gratitude is the proper heart response to God for who he is and for his kindness toward us. All throughout the Bible, this was the attitude that the people of God were to be characterized by. Here's a few examples of what I'm talking about. In Old Testament worship, God instituted an entire category of sacrifices called thank offerings. King David appointed certain Levites specifically for the purpose 
of standing in front of the Ark of Covenant every morning and every night to sing songs of thanks to God. Every time there was a reform in Israel, a revival, a turning back to God, like what happened under Ezra and uh, King Hezekiah, there was always a time of thanksgiving and offering thank, uh, thank offerings to God. If you look at the book of Psalms, you'll find that a large percentage of the Psalms are Psalms of thanksgiving and Passover. What was Passover but a yearly Thanksgiving feast to remind the Israelites of God's deliverance from Egypt? Thanksgiving was built into the lives of God's people. Now some of us may look at this, the fact that God instituted sacrifices and feasts and special worship leaders for the specific purpose of giving thanks to him as self-promoting. We might say to ourselves, isn't this essentially God demanding us to give thanks to him? Something that should come only as a natural response? Doesn't setting up all these external things create a system of hypocrisy where we go through the motions but our hearts aren't there? But there is so much wrong with that. We are perverse. And we're always accusing God of failing to do things the way we think he should. We're always interpreting God's motives through our own sinful motives. So first we ask, isn't it self-promoting of God? And the answer is yes. But not in the same way that we are self-promoting. God, unlike us, has the right to demand whatever he wants from his creation. And that includes our gratitude. Second of all, yes, God did institute external things like sacrifices, festivals, and special priests to give thanks. But the intent of these things always went beyond the things themselves. What God wanted was the people's hearts. He would not have been pleased with thank offerings or songs of thanksgiving without thankful hearts. Thirdly, the reason God has to command us to give thanks to him is because it does not naturally flow out of us to do so. We are naturally ungrateful. Grumbling and complaining, that is what's natural to us. And this is wrong. When you consider who God is and the patience that he's had towards us, it's his mercy that he calls us out of our ingratitude to give thanks to him. We are complainers. There's a word for this that we don't really use anymore. It's called an ingrate. We are ingrates. Think about your interactions with your coworkers or classmates. We're almost ashamed to be grateful. Right? Just imagine you're having a conversation with somebody and uh, all of a sudden you start giving thanks for something. You probably get a funny look from them. They might even get annoyed at you. You know, it's like 
Why are you so happy? What's wrong with you? What are you trying to do? You're going you're gonna to try to preach to me now? Giving thanks like some pious goody two-shoes? <clears throat> Why is this? Why is this? This is because when we give thanks, we acknowledge God even without mentioning his name. And we get to the center of that person's ingratitude and force them to face God. What do they expect us to do? They expect us to complain. If you give thanks, you'll create an awkward situation. But if you complain, then you're speaking their language. And everyone can agree. Pick any topic, like the weather, and start complaining. And they'll say, yeah, I know, right? I know. We think this is kind of funny, but actually this is a very serious problem. In fact, it's damnable. Listen to what 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 through 7 says. But realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. For men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Avoid such men as these. For among them are those who enter into households and captivate weak women weighed down with sins, led on by various impulses, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Ingratitude is very serious. It's right next to being a hater of good, a malicious gossip, treacherous, brutal. From such people come false prophets. Or how about Romans 1, verses 18 and 25? For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man, and of birds, and four-footed animals, and crawling creatures. Therefore God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature, rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Ingratitude... And a refusal to honor God leads men to become futile speculators with darkened hearts. 
fools, idolaters who have been given over to the lusts of their hearts. In 1 Corinthians 10.10, it says that some of the Israelites were destroyed by the destroyer because they grumbled. Just because they grumbled. Brothers and sisters and friends, ingratitude is a very serious sin. Why does God take it so seriously? The reason why God takes ingratitude so seriously is because when we don't give thanks to God, we rob him of the glory that he rightly deserves. And there is nothing that God guards more jealously than his own glory. Remember the account of the ten lepers in, uh, in Luke 17? While he was on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten leprous men who stood at a distance met him. And they raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they were going, they were cleansed. Now one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But the nine, where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to them, stand up. He said to him, stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. We are to give thanks both in our hearts and in our prayers and in public. Because when we do, God is glorified. So, are you a thankful person? Are you a thankful person? Here are some questions to help you figure that out. Do you feel like your service to the church or to your family is too much? Do you give too much time and too much money or whatever it is without getting anything in return? And wouldn't it be nice if your work was at least appreciated once in a while? And why does so-and-so always get recognized for what he does? The thankful man does not keep track of these things because he's just satisfied and happy and relieved that he has the opportunity to be where he is and to serve who he serves. Do you constantly escape the life and work that God has given you, choosing instead to find satisfaction comfort and fulfillment in entertainment and recreation or being busy or being drunk or collecting useless things or endless relationships or viewing pornography or finding ways to save every penny where pennies can be saved. The thankful man lives out his life faithfully bearing difficulty as as they come, knowing that God has placed him there and that he is good and has promised to be with him. 
How about the things that God has given to you or withheld from you? The job that you have or don't have. The respect from others or the status or recognition that you think you deserve. The wife or husband that you think you deserve. Or your parents that you have or don't have. Or your children that you have or don't have. Or how about your relatives who died without knowing the Lord? Or how about the body that God gave you? Your, your height or lack of height? Your weight? Your face? Your metabolism? Your hair? Your baldness? Your nose? How about the physical health that you don't have? How about the gifts and abilities that you don't have? How about the things that you've asked God for for years that he has not seen fit to give to you? How about those things which you haven't done yet in life? And as you get older or as you have more kids, you see the chance of you ever being able to do those things getting smaller and smaller. How about those things that you did in the past or failed to do in the past? that are causing you so much pain and grief today. With all of these things, we must trust God as our perfect Heavenly Father who has given or withheld these things from us for our good in His wisdom, love, and mercy. There are two types of people on this earth. Those of faith who believe in God and his goodness and provision and those who are not of faith. Those who are not of faith grumble and complain and worry while those who are of faith give thanks to God. So today, if you do not feel thankful, consider for a moment what you actually believe about God. Then ask him for faith and ask him to give you eyes to see how patient and kind he has been to you and how much he has blessed you. And then choose to be thankful. I'm going to close with 1 Corinthians five sixteen to 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your kindness and your mercy towards us. And we pray that you would give us faith and give us eyes to see this. Help our hearts to overflow with gratitude. Help us not to be ashamed to give you glory in public. Forgive us for our ingratitude, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.